in the recesses of the Old Testament lies the story of Ruth. One scholar said, it's the most beautiful short story ever written. But how can a 3,000 year old book be relevant today? Ruth speaks into our cultural confusion surrounding gender and our increasing ethnic divide. It's an improbable and compelling love story, but ultimately, Ruth is a story of redemption. How God's sovereign grace redeems his people in and even through their suffering. Ruth reminds us that God still redeems people who are once far from him. His sovereign grace still redeems our suffering for our good and his glory. What's going on, everybody? My name is Donovan McLeese, and I have the privilege of serving here at Fellowship Cross Point um, on the worship team as a facilitator and also um, with Cross Point Kids as a teacher and just a, a guy that the students play with. Or, and then we just have um, Donna here with me, uh, my beautiful sister in Christ, and she's going to be here with me reflecting on today's sermon. Thanks, Donovan. I am Donna Hall, and I am the executive assistant here as well as serving on the women's ministry team, leading Bible studies and and uh, great stuff like that. It's good to be here with you today mm-hmm. to talk about today's sermon, Behind a Frowning Providence, mm-hmm. He Hides a Smiling Face. Yeah. Donovan, what'd you think? Oh, man. I, I, first of all, let me just say, I, I think the, the entire sermon series is going pretty well so far. I'm grateful to be able to be on this podcast episode on today. Um, in today's sermon, we he, he preached from Ruth, um, chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. Um, and, and again, I, I thought it was a great sermon and opened my eyes up um, to some things about myself. It convicted me. Yeah. Um, it challenged me and it also encouraged me. Um, and, and it was just all overall, all around great sermon. What did I, you think? Absolutely. I agree. I was sitting there thinking, man, he's just dropping truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb today. And it's just like, how do I focus on just one thing? There's so much. But just the the topic of the providence of God and that he has a purpose behind everything that happens, um, and, and just reflected in the title, but just that even though we can't see it, that it looks really bad, or, or we can't see anything, we're foggy, um, there is a smiling face there to behold. Right, right. One, one thing that got me, though, is as he was going through the hymn, I was waiting for him to like mess up or turn around and look at the screen, yeah. and he had the entire hymn remembered. Yeah, that was yeah. just it, it. It was amazing. And He's not human. Song. Yeah, <laughs> not human at all. And it, and it was a it was a it was a good song. It was yeah. It was powerful. Um, and it, and it was truthful. And you know, if we're gonna you know talk about start talking about you know the sermon and just like the characters um who played a part, you know, it talks about you know how Naomi acknowledged that God gave, dealt her a bitter hand. Yeah. Right. And and that's what the song was doing. But it also showed us that. Although he deals us a bitter hand, he's also the one who brings us through. Yeah. I mean, that's what I heard when I listened to um, the lyrics from that song. And it was, yeah. it was it was great that he inserted that into the sermon. Amen. But it's hard, though, isn't it, when you're in the middle of that, in the middle of that bitter hand? Mm-hmm. It's hard to see Absolutely. The, that there is any good or whatever. And so one of the things that Pastor Brennan said was, bitter eyes go blind to the goodness of God. Right. And I thought that was so important because it's just like, that was Naomi. Like, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter. Um, I'm not sweet. I'm not pleasant. I am bitter. And she acknowledged that. And and he even said, like, you know, she's 
um, depressed. Mm -hmm. And so when you're going through like really, really hard stuff, you know, I think we can all say like we've been there, right. you know, Absolutely. we've been there where we're just overwhelmed by the quote badness yeah. of our circumstances or our situation. And so in the middle of that, like even realizing that your eyes are bitter mm -hmm. and that, you know, you might be angry with God, you might be depressed because of the circumstances and, um, you know, you're just so busy looking inward that it's very hard to look upward. Mm -hmm. And even remember that God is who he says he is and he is good. Absolutely. And you touched on what resonated with me the most mm. um, in the sermon. And it was that she was gone for 10 years and she looked horrible. She looked depressed. She, they didn't even recognize who she was. It was like, hey, is that Naomi? Yeah. And that's what resonated with me the most because a lot of times when we're going through, um, some of us are going through it right now. Um, if you're listening, you may be going through right now and you don't want to look like you're going through there's this thing where it's like oh i can't show that i'm sad or i can't show that i'm angry i'm upset because i have faith in christ right and what naomi showed me is that we can't acknowledge when we've been dealt a bitter hand we can't acknowledge when we're going through something bad we don't always have to tie our tie and look clean and look pretty um, when we're going through we can actually look like what we're going through and it's not a problem right so i think that's what resonated with me the most because a lot of times we pretend um, that it's okay. Um, and we try to not acknowledge God for what he's dealt us, but God is big enough to handle our frustration, right? He's handling up the bigger, he's big enough to handle our frustration. I um, mean, he's, he's big enough to be able to handle all that we bring to him. So the fact that she acknowledged that and she told the people, you know, God has done these things to me, yeah. right? You know, it, that resonated with me the most. And it, it made me realize um, that that God is big, that God is strong, and that he can take care of us, even though he's the one who's given these yeah. bad circumstances to us. Yeah, time. as you're talking, it's reminding me of uh, Genesis 50, 20, where the story of Joseph is winding down, right? And, and Joseph, who was betrayed by his brothers, thrown into a pit, falsely accused by Potiphar's wife of, you know, all these things. He's in jail. He's forgotten by the people that he right. helps. Right. You know what I mean? Like, just he's he's had it. And at the end, when he's, you know, reconciling with his brothers, he says in Genesis 50, 20, you intended to harm me, but God meant it for good. Amen. And so it's just like this, this evil intent by his brothers was actually under the sovereign watch and command of God. And like we were talking before, um, we started here that just like when God actually, you know, he allows these things to happen. He sends these things to happen, but he is not the author of evil. And I think like in the doctrine of his providence, that's just like, um, it's like one of the hardest things for people to kind of wrap their minds around. Like, how can that be? And there are certain things we're just not going to understand about him. Um, if he's big, is small enough for yeah. me to understand, right? He's not big enough to be God. Right. right. That's right. Yeah. And so it's, it's um, Pastor Brennan also said that God plows the soil of our lives so he can plant seeds of blessing. Right. And I think one of the most challenging things here is, what if you don't see those seeds of blessing? Mm -hmm. What do you do right. when you're like, you? and some people may never see the fruit of the the right. purpose got, in behind the... Got an illustration for that. Yeah. He definitely got an illustration for that. In the, in the sermon, he um, he talked about Jim Bowers and his wife, Ron, Ronnie, and his, his daughter, um, Charity. Um, I believe her name was... And, you know, her whole plan was for them to go to Peru and meet and, and reach unreached people groups, 
with the gospel. Right. And that was her plan. Right. And she does not get to see it because God's sovereign grace, his providence, used her death in order to spread the gospel. Right. So Jim Bowers sued the CIA for, you know, targeting them, you know, and they got a big settlement. And instead of, like Pastor Brendan said, taking the money and just resting on their feet and, you know, not spreading the gospel, they they planted and built a, a house, a resort for people to come and charge their batteries. Right. Yeah. And for people to come and, and, and be uplifted. Right. And to be, like I said before, recharged um, with, with biblical counseling and, and, and ministry so they can go back out and serve the people. And Veronica doesn't get to see that. No. I mean, she gets to see it from heaven now yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Christ. But here on this side of, of, of heaven, she did not get to see that. And it is just that God used her death for the good of others for his glory. And she did not get to see yeah. that. So that's that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. And doesn't it just like kind of hit home where this life is just so temporary and it's not it. Yeah. You know, this is not it at all. Um, we think that um, life is just so short and we don't realize it, I think, um, until you're faced with a situation like that. It's just like, what was the purpose in that? And it's just like, it does remind you, it gives you a little bit of perspective, doesn't it? That there is so much more than this life. Right. Um, it's just temporary. It's fleeting. And we all have things that, you know, how, not many of us, mm-hmm. hardly anybody is going to have a similar story right. to the Bowers family. Nobody, you know, but... <laughs> But no, right, <laughs> Lord, please. But we do have each one our trials that we're asked to go through. And I think of like The Hiding Place by Corey Tenboom. And right. she talks about her sister Betsy giving thanks for fleas in the barracks so that they can, you know, and she saw, she was like, Don't you see, Corey, that we can thank God for these fleas because these fleas are what are keeping those those guards out of our barracks so we can teach the word of God to these people. Um but again, when you can't see any good, like, you know, you always say, like, look for the silver line. Well, maybe there isn't one. Maybe it's just so dark there really isn't one to see. Um, and I think, like, so the text is challenging to me. Um, what challenges me in from this whole thing is just how do you, you know, like Pastor Brandon said, we need to trust him. We need to trust him. How do you do that? I can simply say, I trust him, but right. is it lip service? Like, right. what do you do and how does that happen? Well, I know for me, um, like I told you before we hopped on, I'm, I'm reflective. I always look back in retrospect. Did I handle that situation well? Hmm. Um, and nine times out of 10, no, I did not handle the situation well. There have been times where I, where I did, but sometimes when I'm in that moment, like you said, it's foggy, it's hard to see the good that God is going to produce out of this. We know that he works all things out for the good of those He love, who, who he loves and are called according to his purpose, right? But when you're in the midst of struggle, when you're in the midst of going through, it's tough to see it, right? So I know for me personally, what I like to do is I like to sit back and I like to pray, right? I like to look at what's happening. I like to pray. I like to give it to God because I understand that I, it's too big for me. Yeah. And when I do that, I take the burden off myself. Mm-hmm. And put the burden on the only one who's big enough and strong enough to carry it. Mm-hmm. And that's normally how I get through. I normally do that by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just just for those who are listening, if you need, you know, um, something applicable, here's what I do. You know, I sit and I think about what's happening and I pray. And I give it to the Lord. And I trust that he's going to be the one to do whatever he wants to do with it. Now, is it easy? 
No is my first reaction to to, to stop and pray. <laughs> Absolutely not. My yeah. first reaction is to, you know, kick and scream and punch and belly gaze and say, woe is me um, until, you know, he provides me um, the grace to stop, breathe, pray. And I think even the Bible tells us to get something to eat and rest. Um, and when I do that, that's when I can give it give it to God and just allow him to do what he does. Yeah. Amen. I'm reading this book called A Gospel Primer for Christians. It's about preaching the gospel to yourself, like just reviewing the gospel and talking about how if the gospel isn't just something that um, exists in a vacuum, it's not just a part of one part of our lives. It needs to permeate every area of our life. And so when we preach the gospel to ourselves in our suffering, um, he says, this is just great. It's by this um, Milton Vincent is his name. And he says, I realize that the gospel makes genuinely good news out of every other aspect of my life, including my severest trials. Mm. The good news about my trials is that God is forcing them to bow to his gospel purposes and do good unto me by improving my character and making me more conformed to the image of Christ. And so it reminds me of like what you're saying, like how you you sit down and you rehearse biblical truth to yourself, yeah. you, you know? And so if we can just in the moment, and this is the hard part, right? Yeah. In, the moment, in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> in the moment I become a four year old. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the moment, if we can like respond as we should and say, okay, there is, this is hard. This is painful. Lord, this hurts. I hate this. I've been, right. I've said that to the Lord how many times, like, I hate what I'm going through right now, but, you know, we need to trust him and know that there is a purpose in it, even if we never see it. Mm -hmm. But just like realizing that, that if nothing else, he's going to use this to conform me to the image of Christ. Well, mind blown, because, you know, I am nothing, nothing like the perfection of his son. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Right, we're here. We we we've come to Christ by His grace in order to be made into His image, and He has went through the most yeah. harrowing circumstance and situations. His father turned away from Him. Yeah. Right, it pleased the Father to crush His crush His Son. Yeah. So when we look at what Christ has done, and we compare it to what we're going through, it's tough for us. We're humans, obviously. Yeah. Right, but it does not compare. It can't compare to what Christ has gone through. No. On our behalf to receive us, so when we look at it in that way, it kind of it kind of brings me back to reality a little bit. Like ah, yeah, this sucks. It's bad, you know. Like like Naomi says um, here, um, what is it? Is I think it's at the end of you know verse twenty two, um, in Ruth one, where she says, um, I'm sorry, verse twenty verse twenty one, when she says, "The Almighty has brought calamity upon me." Yeah. Right. Calamity. That's disaster and tragedy. Like he brought that upon her. But even that doesn't compare with what Christ has gone through in order to receive us. So when I compare it, it's like, God, you're awesome. Thank you for this. And that's when we can thank God for the calamity and the the problems and trials that we go through when we compare it to that. Yeah. Amen. And, And I think, too, of the scripture, it says, you know, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Um, Just that. The fact that, like, he knew the end goal was not that cross. There was more beyond that. Amen. And so if we can see our troubles like that, like, we have people in this church right now, you know, going through very difficult things. Um, we've got stuff in our own personal family that, you know, we're we're facing. 
Um, there are people, you know, the death of a loved one, uh, the sudden loss of a loved one, whatever it might be, it's tough. Um, if we can just, again, preach the gospel to ourselves in those moments and say, you know, I can't see it right now, but I trust you right. that there is joy beyond this, um, that this is not the end game. Um, this trial is not the end game. Um, and again, I think that when we understand that God's sovereignty rules over all of this and he's a good God, good God. Um, that that our trials have to bow to his purposes in my life, um, that means they're being used by him for my good. Amen. Um, and if if that isn't worthy, you know, I'll tell just a very weird example, but it kind of like is on, on my mind right now. Come on. <laughs> I call it the holy load of laundry. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So I used to be a paralegal in another lifetime and I was, you know, making some decent money. And then Mark and I decided that I needed to stay home with the kids. It just made more sense for us as a family. It didn't make any sense financially. Right. We were going to go broke, but the Lord did it. He provided it. It worked. It worked. Okay. Mark's like, we're going to step out in faith and do it. I'm like, oh, okay. And we did. And it was fine. So here I am standing there doing nothing, you know, so glamorous as just, you know, wiping noses and bottoms and whatever. Babies cry. Listen, mm. you know it, right? <laughs> Mommy, he's looking at me. Okay. So anyway, so I'm standing there doing laundry, just kind of like feeling sorry for myself that this is what my life has become. I'm not a contributing member of society anymore. I just right. maintain whatever the make sure of your home that listen that yeah. makes sense exactly exactly but it wasn't good enough for me at yeah. the time see so i was feeling sorry for myself and i'm doing the laundry and i'm like that day that morning mm. i had read first thessalonians 5 18 mm. give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god for you and who are in christ jesus i probably just butchered that sorry but that's what it says so i'm like okay Fine, I will give thanks in this circumstance. I'm like, how do I give thanks for standing here doing laundry? And I pulled out a pair of Mark's jeans, right? Mm -hmm. And they have like construction stuff all over them and duct tape and whatever. And I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you for my husband. He works hard. He provides for us. Okay, fine. Thank you. And I throw his jeans in. And then I get to my oldest son, Andrew. And he was a teenager at the time, kind of going through teen angsty stuff, you know. And I was like, well, thank you for him. And, you know, he was born with no fingers on his left hand. And I started thinking about, like, all that he, all the adversity that he had kind of overcome to that point. Um, and just with a spine of steel, this kid. And I was like, thank you for him. You know, like, I was just so grateful for the person that he was. And then I get to my daughter's jeans and... They've got flowers embroidered on them and they've got holes all over them because she was like the roughest, toughest of all my, I have two boys and she was the tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like my Emmy. There you go. Yeah. Her and my joy, same name. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, and now I'm getting soft. Mm -hmm. I'm getting teary. I'm just thinking about my little girl. And then I pull out the tiniest little pair of jeans that belong to our youngest, yeah. Matt. And I lost there it. Is. Like he was the baby we had. After we had M, we had a miscarriage. And if I hadn't lost that child, I would never have had Matthew. Right. And so Matt has always just, and he's the baby. And so I was just kind of like, I just lost it. And I had the most holy, worshipful experience yes. over that washer full of Tide and jeans. Praise the Lord. Listen. Praise the Lord. Yes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is what it means. Like, no wonder giving thanks tunes our heart 
away from ourselves mm. and tunes it to him. Amen. And I think like um, the missionary, um, was it Jim, Jim Bowers? Bowers. Yep. Mm -hmm. He said, um, most of all, I want to thank my God. He is a sovereign God. And so the question of like, how do we trust him? I think you mentioned it earlier, like we repent. We repent. But then we thank him. That's right. If we right. thank him for it, I think it just turns our gaze, like we said earlier, upwards yeah. instead of, like Mark Hall says, gazing yeah. at the belly button. Stop belly, stop your belly gazing. Yeah. And, and that's always, you know, what you just said is going to encourage um, the, the women who, who listen, mm -hmm. right? And also, you know, the, the, the men and the husbands who listen too, who, who may not understand that a woman may feel, you know, unimportant. Less than. Less than, mm -hmm. unworthy when they're home washing clothes and, you know, managing a household, which is what, you know, the scripture calls, you know, women to do, mm -hmm. right? But we as selfish individuals, we don't, we only want to do what we want to do, yeah. right? So what you said, what, what you call it, the holy- Holy load of laundry. Holy brother. load of laundry. Load That's going to encourage, um, you know, many women who listen um, because they may be going through the same thing and may not acknowledge it, mm. but you were able to acknowledge it. You were able to repent and turn back, as the Hebrew word is, shub, right? Turn back to God and acknowledge that. I was that. doing some yeah, shubing that day. he was doing day. some shubing that day. <laughs> and in that moment, he met you where you were. Yeah. And you were able to realize the importance of what God had you doing. Yeah. When it came to, to praying over your, your children. So that, that that was a blessing for my ears. I'm sure it's going to be a blessing God. for those who are, are, are listening. Praise God. And, and amen. Yeah. yeah. Whatever he calls us to, it's a holy calling. Absolutely. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a CEO, an executive, or anything in between, mm -hmm. like, you know, and it doesn't matter. Just, like, where you are, you're meant to minister. That's right. Um, and so when these trials come upon us, like, yeah, how about that? Yeah. You minister in that. Mm -hmm. What about, that might be a third way of just, like, trusting him and turning our hearts from our, our, you know, dwelling on the badness mm -hmm. to saying, you know, like it doesn't first, is it first or second Corinthians with, um, you go through things, um, so you can be comforted and then you can comfort others right. with the comfort that you've received. Um, this is part of like all of this, just trusting him, putting him first and acknowledging, um, his sovereignty in it. I think I just want to say this one thing. Like so many people, I just have a pet peeve. And I think I've 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 there probably mentioned this to you before. Come on, hit me with like, it. Yeah, yeah. God is in control. It's true. Mm. He's in control. But I think he's more than that. I think it's higher than that. I think like control seems like you know, we say it in a negative way. It's got like kind of like a negative kind of you know, control freak. Kind of like the word submissive. <laughs> like a negative term. You have to submit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's a different podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but to me, it's just like he's in command. Yeah. He says in Job, you know, like he tells the wind where to blow, go, come from, leave. You know, he brings the snow. He brings, you know, all these things like this, this so much higher than other than that he is as, as God. I think when we say and I think Pastor Brennan said this last week, just because you don't see a purpose in it doesn't mean it isn't there. Right. If you think, you know, God is sovereign enough to send it, but he's not sovereign enough to have a good reason for it. Right. Like, it's faulty understanding. And so when we realize that, like, he's in command of everything, he's so much bigger than we are. Right. And there are going to be things we can't understand. And we've got to learn how to be okay with that. Mm 
and again, I think that comes from our pride wanting to be our own God. Yeah. Be in control of our lives, want to be sovereign ruler over our lives. Yeah. That we have to understand everything. Yeah. And when we can't, we feel like something is wrong with God and we blame God. But when we realize, like you said, that God is not only in control, but he's in command. I remember the first time I heard that. We were in Man U. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Elder Hall, he plugged you in. He said, I'm going to just say something that my wife always says yeah. <laughs> about who God is. He said, God is not only in control, but he's in command. So when I pray and when I think about the sovereignty of God, the providence of God, I think about his command, him having his hand, like Elder Hall said, on the control command center of this world. Mm-hmm. And if he moves his hand, everything falls apart. Yeah. And that's the same thing in our cir- circumstances and situations when we realize that God is in command of it, he either allowed it, he either caused it, but either way, he's the reason for it. He's a part of it. And when we relinquish that that trust by saying, like you said, thank you, by repenting, I know for me personally, I feel at ease. I feel like the weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Yes. And I could just really walk in the way, as hard as it is, the way that he wants me to go. It's so freeing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's so freeing because I think like it is what you said. We want to be our own gods. We want to be sovereign. We want to be in control of our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's freeing when we let go. Oh. And, you know, I hate the saying, let, let go, go and let God, let... because I, I come on, I don't have to let him do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting myself in the driver's seat when I do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, no. But just like that he has these purposes for it and he can take it. Like he's a big God and he can take it when we go to him and we say, I'm angry, I'm depressed. I remember this one time, D, um, when we were, Mark and I were going through a really, really tough time, really tough. And I was um, at my favorite place on the planet, Hereford Inlet. There's a garden behind um, the lighthouse right at Hereford Inlet in North Wildwood. It's the most fabulous place on earth, not Disney. It's Hereford (laughs) Inlet Lighthouse Garden. And there's like this trail that goes through the gardens and it comes up onto the seawall and you look out and there's just the ocean. It's just, oh my, it's, it's breathtaking. So we were, I was really hurting. It was my mother's birthday. She had died just like, I think it was a year or two before that. It was just tough, tough, tough time. And... Like I said, we were going through this thing and I was bitter. I was angry. I was hurt. I was sad. I was all of that. Like, all the ugly emotions. You were Mara. Listen, I was Mara. Yes. And so it was like, I remember like we were all there together and I sent everybody along. I just wanted to be alone with the Lord for a minute in my favorite place that brought me so much peace to just be there because like it's full of his beautiful creation that I love so much. And so I'm walking there and I just remember... I just stopped dead in my tracks and I remembered my holy load of laundry and I'm like, I need to thank him. I haven't thanked him for this yet. And I, like you said, you know, before we jumped on, we had this conversation where I said like, I've handled it right maybe like two times. And that was the, one of the times. <laughs> that was one of the times. <laughs> yeah. The other times it is, it's just that, that horrible, like, why are you doing this? And why am I going through this? Like, I don't deserve it right. or something, which is so prideful. Stupid. It's so stupid. so stupid. It's so stupid. But the fact is that just, I remember feeling such a weight lifted, that freedom that we were just talking about when I stopped dead. And I was just like, thank you for this. This hurts. I hate this. I don't want to go through this. But what I want more than that is to trust you. That's right. 
And so thank you. I don't know what you're doing with this. I don't know how you're going to work it out for my good and your glory, but I know that your word says that you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you what you, you do what you say you're going to do. That's right. And so if that's what your word says, I can trust that. And I trust you. So thank you for whatever you're going to do in this. And can I tell you something? That particular season, Mm -hmm. the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life, resulted in directly, it was a one-way bus to Fellowship Capital City. Wow. Which is Fellowship Cross Point. I would not be here. Mark would not be here if that had never happened. That, that just, uh, this is a testament to his providence, to his sovereignty. And I wrote a note down um, as Pastor Brennan was preaching. I mean, I think he mentioned this. It says, turn away from my bitterness and repentance. Ask God for the grace to see his goodness. Amen. Right? So we could just end Ask. on that note right there. Let's do it. Right? When we, yeah. when we ask God in repentance, right? And we and we we ask him for the grace to see his goodness. There it is. God is a, is a, is a sovereign God. He's a a providential God, and he works all things out for the good. Amen. For those who love him are called according to his purpose. That's it. Amen. So that's our podcast for today. We are going to pray, and then we're going to get up out of here. So Donna, would you like to lead us in prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, we thank you for your providence. We thank you that you are sovereign over all things, that you are in command of all things. And Lord, even when we can't see the goodness um, in those things, Father, we want to um, just repent of those times. We want to, um, Lord, we're just so sorry for those times when we just um, wallow, um, either in bitterness or depression or whatever it is. Father, um, turn our eyes up to you. Help us to see you in them. Uh, Lord, as Pastor Brennan said, your back was turned on your son so that we could see your smiling face. Lord, give us the grace to see that. Lord, I pray for those who are hurting right now, who are going through just so severe trials. Um, And Lord, I just pray that an extra measure of your grace will be poured out upon them. May you bless them, Lord, and love them and help them to see your smiling face. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.